0: And that music means that we are starting the Pilch Point with online editorial director of Laptop Magazine, Avram Pilch. We're doing it a little early, and it's proudly powered by the Tech Podcast Network. Abram, are you there? Yes. Excellent. Uh, I missed you. Good
1: buddy. to have you back. Missed you. Missed you guys too. Sorry. Couldn't, sorry, I couldn't call in at uh, three at three a.m. Barcelona time.
2: Unacceptable. <laughs>
1: We were we were six hours ahead. We were living in the future, and we saw all kinds of futuristic things.
0: One of the, one of those super futuristic things you saw was a window that opened outside. Fantastic.
1: Yeah, I know <laughs> they have them there. Unlike my hotel in Taiwan, it opened semi to the outside. Uh, unlike uh, in Taiwan, when I was in Taiwan for Computex, where I had a fake window with a fake potted plant behind it that looked. Like a balcony, but couldn't actually be opened. This opened to, like, a courtyard that you couldn't actually go into, but sunlight <laughs> came into. Uh, so that's how I dissipated the smell of rotting flesh that was in the hotel when I got there. But otherwise, pretty decent accommodations uh, for for me. And if you had been following uh, me on uh, Facebook or Twitter at Geek and Chief. Uh, or reading laptopmag.com you you might have already heard a lot about all all this stuff so
2: obviously if you've been following your social media uh, you've been covering at length um, obviously the most pressing issue out of Barcelona is your favorite Google Android costume that you encounter yes.
1: <laughs> This year was a big disappointment uh, when it uh, when it came to Android uh, paraphernalia. In previous years, Google had their own Android section, which was the most awesome thing. Even if you're not a fan of Android, you'd be a fan of this section, because they just had like all of these app developers showing their apps, and they had a slide that you could slide down, and free green drinks and giant statues of Andy the Android, and like, you could go around to different uh, vendors or whatever, and they'd give you little Android pins, collect all 20 or whatever. Um, but Google stopped participating. Uh, in Actually, they didn't participate last year either. So, uh, unfortunately, this wasn't a great show for small apps, small developers, and uh, not a lot of fun Android stuff. But Intel did have a couple of uh, life-size Android guys walking around, and I got to pose with one.
0: Yeah, there, there seem to be some some fun photos from that experience.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know it, it it that it's always kind of neat the kind of hype they have. I mean, Mobile World Congress is the CES for those who don't know. Mobile World Congress is the CES for phones, uh, and and to an extent for tablets for mo- for mobile. And a lot of companies come there showing off sort of mobile app technologies, SDKs. Uh, so the big phone comp- A lot of the big phone vendors are there. A lot of the big carriers from around the world are there. Companies that make technologies that we don't really think about a lot, but are very important, like things for distributing the load on networks or cell phone towers or things like that, uh, all being shown off there in Barcelona. So let's talk. We have... A pretty nifty
2: deal going on this year because of the recent—I don't know the word to use—but now Tom's Guide and Tom's Hardware are part of the big umbrella that is uh, that that you also accompany.
1: Yes, we. Uh, so the team at Laptop we now operate uh, Tom'sGuide.com as well, uh, and we our company owns Tom's Hardware. Uh, but they have their own team of, of writers and editors who are also there. Uh, and we uh, we know those guys and work with them. But if you see something on Tomsguide.com, literally it's our same team, laptop, Tom's Guide. We're writing uh, kind of articles. We decide where they go, but we, um, we're a united team. So we did two best of lists this year for Mobile World Congress. And the one on Tom's guide, we really focused on the best technologies that we saw, not just the best products. Uh, and there's just some really interesting technologies that we that we saw this year. I mean, frankly, even some of the things that, that didn't quite make the list, uh, I was personally blown away by Fujitsu, uh, which showed off for the first time a tablet with haptic feedback where they're able to use Uh, ultrasonic vibrations to simulate textures. So I got to touch this tablet and they had different apps on it and you could touch one that looked like an alligator and it felt like your finger was sliding across scales. And They had one that looked like sand and you had to wipe the sand away and it felt like you were touching sand. I mean, not perfectly so, but somehow they managed to create different texture feels. And the more interesting thing was as you moved across something where there was a bump, let's say it felt like your finger was kind of going down going over the bump Uh, like they had a dj like two turntables on the screen and when you move the turntable with your finger to record scratch it was very smooth almost slippery and then when you moved off of it you kind of bumped onto the uh, the kind of hard surface so really really neat technology we've all we've used haptics before you know any anyone who has a phone has been able to enable haptic feedback for a while to, to get a sort of touch tactile feedback when they type but this is uh, another level
2: wow i just trying to comprehend all of that without actually being there is kind of insane um, but Obviously, that was one of your takeaways. We have a a best of. uh, We'll let you jump back and forth if you want to between laptops and and Tom's guide. But go ahead and let's give up some of your bests.
1: So one thing that made both lists was the second generation Yoda phone. I love this phone. Uh, I hope it comes to the United States. So the first generation Yoda phone is is out in Europe right now. Yoda, Yoda devices is a Russian company. So if you haven't heard of them. Uh, there's a good reason they haven't sold anything yet in the U.S. and the Yota phone is their first product anywhere, uh, and they show the second generation of it. So the first generation was completely unique idea because it's a, it's an Android phone where the back of the phone is a, an e-ink e-paper screen that that shows your alerts and other information and is always on and obviously saves you a lot of power because. Uh, e-ink, e-paper, whatever you want to call it, grayscale screens only use electricity when they're changing. So if you have something on there like your you know, email that you really want to see or whatever and your battery runs out, it'll still be there. Uh, and this actually saves you a lot of power because if you can look at the rear screen to get information uh, then you don't have to use the power-consuming front screen. Well, the second generation model, the back screen is now a touchscreen, so you can use it in back screen only mode if you want. Uh, there's a lot more things for giving you alerts on the back screen. The uh, the front screen and the whole system have been upgraded, so now instead of being kind of a, a little bit of an outdated phone, it's running on a quad-core processor, and it's running a full HD screen, uh, but the big news is that this is something where you the backside of the phone can be used for all kinds of information ranging from a map that you want to see to just giving you your email alert or whatever and save you a lot of power and give you a second screen experience on the phone.
0: That's that's really cool. It's it's it basically takes the the Nokia glance concept right. and makes it almost power list or electricity list. That's a great idea. I remember remember the first generation. Was that last year? Yeah, something like that. And thinking that this was something that could totally catch on, and then we never saw it here, and it was very sad.
1: Yeah, so the current gen, for those who are interested, is for sale in a lot of European countries unlocked, uh, so not through the carrier. Uh, and I believe it's 449 euros or something like that. So probably someone who really wants it can probably get it on eBay. They've only been selling it since December, so uh, so that's what's happened with them. But the company told me that they to expect the second generation phone out by around August of this year in Europe and maybe early uh, 2015 uh, in US, in the U S. And they're going to try to work with carriers. Let's hope that the publicity. Uh, that they get from having these demonstrations and winning awards like ours convinces uh, one of the big four carriers here to to work with them. Um, similarly, uh, talking about technical technological innovation, uh, we thought that we saw something at uh, the Rambus, uh, from Rambus, which is known as a memory solution provider uh, that is a really unique invention that they were showing for the first time. A camera that has no lens and is just 200 microns wide. Uh, To put that in perspective, a red blood cell is five microns wide, and a strand of hair of human hair is 79 microns wide. So it's it's about two and a half strands of hair wide for the active camera portion of this. And the way that it works is without having a lens, it actually takes light. The light just look it, it has a shape, a spherical shape patterned on top of the sensor, and it knows through math what how to kind of turn this sphere of light back into a picture so it can use an algorithm to turn what looks like a massive blob of light back into what you act you actually would be looking at, the photo that you the the actual image that it should see. Uh, so I thought that was really impressive uh, obviously it's not going to replace your camera anytime soon but the idea is that it could be used in wearables or other things for motion tracking uh, very small and small and very inexpensively uh, and you know that was that just seemed like a, a really great breakthrough that we had to recognize yeah I the the fact that
2: this camera is approximately three times the width of a strain of hair is incredible. I, did you get to
1: put your hands on it or see that or, or kind of? Uh, so they showed me, and we have a picture of it on our site, the chip that contains it. But actually, to see the camera within the chip is like you really had to squint. Right. Uh, and they showed me sort of a blow up map of it. Uh, then they did show me a demo of it. Uh, but what they what they showed me was how it could track light. Uh, so. The idea being that by tracking light, it would track motion, so it would be good for a motion sensor or something like that. Using it for straight photography, while possible, is not is not a fantastic experience right now. It gives you, I think, it gives you an image resolution of about 128 by 128 pixels, so enough to have a thumbnail, basically. Uh, not not the best, although they're working on it. This is the first time they've they've shown this technology to the public. Uh, So it was kind of neat to see and to imagine where it might be going. Right. And then Intel also
2: had something to announce that we were kind of hoping they would, uh, their Merrifield platform.
1: Yes, both Merrifield and Moorfield. So uh, Merrifield is their next generation smartphone CPU. Uh, It's going to run at up to 2.13 gigahertz. Uh, It's going to this is the dual core version. It will run. Um, it provides much better performance than the current Clover Trail platform that they're using on a handful of phones that none of which have made it to the U.S. Uh, but the hope is that now that they have a faster processor, one that's supposed to get significantly longer battery life, Intel did a test and claimed that uh, while running a benchmark they call Web Expert, their their reference design phone lasted. 19 hours, and that's not with a particularly large battery, I think like a 2100 milliamp hour battery, so nothing special. Uh, This is able to support uh, 13 megapixel cameras, some of the modern things that uh, some of Intel's competitors, such as Qualcomm, have been able to support for a while. Uh, So it's bringing Intel hopefully into performance parity or close to it uh, with the likes of Qualcomm and Samsung, uh, which means they have a shot at getting the business of of Android phone vendors, which is what they want, and then later in the year they're going to come out with morefield, which is the same architecture, which by the way is 22 nanometer architecture, just like uh, just like the current Haswell CPUs, I, I believe, uh, but it will be quad core. So uh, expect uh, this is the year, hopefully for Intel that they actually make it into some phones because they've had phone chips for a while now but if you want a phone with an intel cpu on it you're going to have to travel to china or maybe the uk and even there you might only have one choice so uh hopefully a breakthrough breakthrough for them um speaking speaking of fantastic phones uh it we can't overlook the the contributions of samsung which really Uh, has kicked it up a notch with the Galaxy S5, uh, their new flagship phone they announced at Mobile World Congress. This phone in in some ways is very similar to the previous gen Galaxy S4, but adds a few really key features. One being uh, the camera is always on HDR, so it's going to give you the best high dynamic range photo even in the preview mode. Uh, supposedly uh, speeds up the focusing to 0.3 seconds. They even say you'll be able to sort of focus after shooting a picture so you'll be able to sort of pick the focal point, almost like that Lytro camera that uh, that people were all talking about last year. Uh, So uh, lots of great new camera features with that, and then it's going to be waterproof. Uh, which is another which is another big step forward it. and it has a heart rate monitor on the back so you can stick your finger on it and find out just how close you are to death
2: water um, resistant sir
1: yes well it's go- water resistant to the point where it will survive 30 minutes underwater under 1 meter of water so that's pretty good i mean i wouldn't suggest swimming with it but if you drop it in the in the toilet you can leave it there for 29 but, minutes But before a quick, scooping it a, out
2: a quick dip in the hot tub is okay yeah, you can't go sure. swimming,
1: but the sauna is acceptable. They they haven't said about the heat, but probably is. I mean, it's it it's made to survive water and dust, and that's a big step up because the previous generation didn't do that. And Sony's been doing that on their Xperia phones, so that gives them that gives them some parity, which is which is good. Uh, another thing Samsung released, which really is important, is least not one, but three new smartwatches. Uh, The best of these was the Samsung Gear Fit, which uh, doesn't look nerdy at all. It is a fitness band style watch, uh, but it also also has a display on it, uh, can show incoming calls, uh, can run some apps, and has a heart rate monitor on the back. Uh, And then they updated the Galaxy Gear to the Galaxy, now they're calling it the Gear 2. The word Galaxy is not in the name because it no longer runs Android and Samsung's naming rule is the word Galaxy is only in the name of a product if it runs Android. Now, here's here's a little headline that maybe didn't make it out of Barcelona. If you bought the original Galaxy Gear, Samsung has pretty much thrown you under the bus um, because the original Galaxy Gear runs Android and it has maybe a hundred apps I think less than 100 apps available for it. The new Gear Watch and Gear Neo, which is the same thing as the Gear 2 but without a camera, um, both and and the Fit all run Tizen, uh, Samsung's new operating system, which means the apps are not compatible. So there's a whole new app store for this. So people who bought the original Gear, there's really no incentive for developers to, to keep developing for that, the handful that were. Uh, so that, that's kind of become an orphan platform now which is, I think, sad for the people who ponied up 300 bucks for the gear. I mean, it's still going to work, but you're unlikely to see new apps for it. Uh, but the new watches are now waterproof. Uh, they they now have are much lighter. The band is replaceable. No longer is the camera built into the band. You can use any standard 22 nanometer band. So uh, And they do heart rate monitor on the back. Uh, also, so they give you there's a real emphasis on fitness and seeing you know what your heart rate is and having pedometer and heart rate monitor built into the watch built into the phone uh, wherever you go they can track your fitness now the
0: the question I have is are these things as limited in what they can connect to as the first generation was?
1: They haven't been very um, they haven't been very straightforward about giving... Not straight... They haven't really disclosed the exact list. It sounds like it's Samsung devices only again. Uh, now, if you were savvy and you bought the original gear and you rooted it, which we have instructions for, by the way, on LaptopMag.com, you um, you can make it run with any, with any phone. You won't be able to do the calling feature, but you'll be able to... Um, like surf the web from your watch or other things that you can do by rooting it. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's kind of crappy. And, and to be honest, I'm not really sure why Samsung has to do it this way. Sony has, has a smartwatch that works with an e-phone. There's, there doesn't seem to be a really compelling business reason, a really compelling technical reason why they couldn't make it work with any modern Android phone, except that they're trying to use it to promote the brand, which is kind of strange, considering that they should be really worried about selling watches. Right. And so, obviously, we have a bunch more
2: bests over on the websites, and, and we implore you guys to check those out, and we'll give you the links in just a little bit. But your main takeaway, since we're... we're uh, wrapping up here from the best of mobile world congress your your biggest takeaway from the event as like a vision for the for the next year we kind of asked you this each year what did you kind of take away was the landscape for the year coming up um health and selfies
1: selfies uh selfies. this may sound healthy Healthies. Really healthies. healthies. self healthies and selfies but uh, everything seems to have health built into it, and, and you're going to see a lot of phones. We saw a lot of phones that have five megapixel front-facing cameras and special selfie modes uh, to help you take better selfies. So this is definitely the me generation of mobile devices this year, things designed for you to focus on yourself. Ah,
2: narcissism at its finest at Mobile World Congress <laughs> in, in Barcelona yep. this year.
1: That indeed, the phones could be mirrors, wow. or perhaps should be.
2: Should be, Avram, like, like the back of a palm tree. Ah. <laughs>
1: yes.
2: Oh wow, abram go ahead and give him your contacts uh, one more time.
1: So I'm the online editorial director for Laptop Mag, and now also Tom'sGuide.com. You can check us out on the web for all of our mobile stuff at LaptopMag.com, and all of our other stuff at Tom'sGuide.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Chief.
2: Very good, Avram. We'll let you catch up on your jet lag, get back to work, and then we'll talk to you
1: next week. Talk to you next week.